Maybe me and you could start on an online beef, but... Do it. Let's do it. Yeah. Start. Yeah. Start on this video. It's just like, you show up late, you want to be, you yeah. know, be good questions, and you just come in here. Oh, I'm Kieran Moore. I show up when I like. <laughs> that shot's fired, right? I'm going on your Instagram later, and I'm ripping you off. <laughs> the, the, the thing is with that, Rob, that's 100% true. He is just like that. Oh, At least uh, yeah, he turned yeah. up for this interview. Last week, he didn't even bother turning up for any of it. Oh, I was so embarrassed. This is the Sheer Isolation Podcast. It's presented by Kieran Moore and John Ponting. So we are into uh, show number six. Welcome to the Sheer Isolation Podcast. It is going well. We're, we're getting into a, th- a rhythm, getting into a theme of this. And we, we both turn up roughly the same time to do these. So that, that again, is a plus. Roughly the same time. <laughs> I'm getting slacker and slacker. But yes, roughly... You were very slack to begin with as well. <laughs> was I was all right to begin with. How dare you say that? <laughs> I used to pride myself on being on time for stuff, but not anymore. That, that, was, clearly, that was clearly before I met you. Yeah, it was. <laughs> I, I, seriously, I did. I used to get really annoyed if you like late for things. Like, you can't be late, for example, the cinema, because the film will start. Obviously, you've got half an hour of ads and it's, you're never really late. But um, yeah, I used to pride myself, but it's just all gone out the window. Well, for, for those people who've not joined us on our podcast before, welcome. Um, the Sheer Isolation podcast um, kind of came about uh, as a way of promoting local music, promoting local venues, and we'll be doing just that later on, where we've got an interview with Rob Dahl from the Cheese and Grain in Froome. He actually started promoting when he was like 16. He was very young. He pro- started promoting before I did, um, so he's got a, f- a few years on me, which I'm immensely jealous by. <laughs> I'm not really. Um, but he's a really, really fantastic guy, and um, he's like a brother from another mother. So um, you may have, you may have, John, have you seen me de- do a DJ show with him? Have you seen any of those? No, I don't think I have. The thing is with the cheese and grain, it's quite a way for me to travel. Um, of course, so it is. I, I yeah, you're the, the county, office. aren't you? Yeah. Yeah. Well, um, it's, yeah, we, me and him have done a few DJ shows before and they're just wild. So he picks the songs and I just talk rubbish over the top of them. <laughs> <laughs> just like this. <laughs> just like this. <laughs> Indeed. It is time for our first song. And um, I have got a load of text on, on my tablet here because I just copy and, copy and pasted a load of stuff about this band because I thought it was a really interesting story. So what happened back in uh, 1837 over in Stroud? Um, there was a, 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 a group called the, the, the Chartists. I'm just going to read now, otherwise I'm just going to make stuff up. So the Chartists were a 19th century working class movement named after their aims, which was set out in the People's Charter. Chartism gained popular support throughout England and Wales after the six points were included in a petition to the House of Commons in early 1837. And the six points were a vote for every man over 21, uh, a secret ballot instead of the system for voting in public, MPs do not have to own property, so it was more open to the people, MPs will be paid, equal voting constituencies, and an election every year for Parliament. So they were some of the foundation blocks uh, for building where we are today. And on Selsey Common um, over uh, in Stroud, there was um, kind of a that the Chartists kind of gathered, they managed to gather some like 5,000 people. Now, how they did this before the internet, I do not know. But to get <laughs> 5,000 people together um, for, for this kind of protest. Carrier um, pigeon. Yeah, there was a lot of carrier pigeons involved there, wasn't there? Yeah. And that happened on the 21st of May, uh, which is obviously, the, this is the anniversary time. I think it was 1839. Yeah, 21st of May, 1839, this, um, this rally um, happened. This is proper kind of 1970s style punk. And the the video was um, made by a few people. One of them is uh, uh, John Bassett, who's also known as the uh, Spaniel in the Works Theatre Company down in Stroud. 
and this is their video which was filmed up on Selsley Common and it is the band is called Chinese Burn and the track is Selsley Common 21st of May So I've got oh, very old phones. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've got speakers that pick up mobile phones when they go off. <laughs> that that's proper old school. I think I think they thought they invented technology to stop that. Yeah, I don't have any of that. Here. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> this is what I'm working with. Hang on, let me just show you this. This is this is my uh, my my mini disc rack. 
Oh my god! All my lovely old mini discs. <laughs> but the audio quality on them is superior. But nobody ever bought them, did they? I had a friend who was obsessed with mini discs. He had everything on mini disc. And if you look at like, um, I think Oasis were one of the big mini disc sellers. If you look, you can buy them. You know, to sell them or buy their mini discs these days, or like on Discogs and so on, it costs a fortune. Mm. It wasn't made, them made by comparatively, and because they were so expensive, nobody bought them. <laughs> I, I had, and it's probably still in my loft, an in-car mini-disc, a Kenwood in-car mini-disc. Wow. <laughs> and when I was off doing radio interviews, I could um, sit in the car park and I could edit and split tracks. So there we go. Whilst driving. Whilst driving. Whilst driving, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> It was a different time back then. You, you could mini-disc and drive. <laughs> mini-disc and drive. <laughs> Next. Right. Time for our interview. Um, so earlier on today, we were having a chat to Rob from the Cheese and Grain, which, as we've already said, it's such a it's such a lovely venue and such a unique venue as well, isn't it? You I mean you do a lot of work down there? Uh, well, not as much as Rob. <laughs> no, <laughs> it's venue. Um, it's and what's what's great about it is the building wise is actually the footprint's quite small, but because of the way the building's set out, it's got a really high capacity. So it is truly unique, and it's in the middle of nowhere as well. It's not got any neighbours, so it's. It's, it's almost perfect in almost every way. I can't think of a downside to it. It's really just a sensational venue. You say that, it's right in the middle of room. But I know what you mean, it's surrounded by car parks, isn't it? Car parks, a river, um, there's no, I mean, there is housing, but like not close enough for it to be an issue. So yeah, it's really lucky. And it's so, got kind of half metre thick walls, so you, they don't lose much sound through it. Um, I went to the um, Foo Fighters show they had there, and I stood outside and handed out flyers and leaflets. Um, yeah, not a lot of spill comes out, to be honest. Yeah, so. yeah I um, started off by just asking Rob just what, what they're doing down there at the moment, considering that they're not up to, able to open. There's not a whole lot being done. Um, we've postponed most of the shows throughout the summer now. Um, so it's just kind of watching the news as everyone else and getting more and more depressed and uh, drinking all day long. Yeah. Which I encourage drinking in any way, shape or form, but... Are you just raiding the bar? Is that what you're doing? <laughs> I, I bloody wish. Uh, no, that, that, that bar's handled by a different guy. He's probably raiding it called Graham Barry. But um, no, it's, that's, it's, it's a depressing time for everyone. But I, I think, you know, as we probably get into later for the music industry, it's, um, yeah, it's meant to be the busiest time of the year right now. And I think everyone's kind of at a loss what to do with themselves. Because, you know, when you're constantly going to shows and not having a social life, and now you can't have a social life for different reasons, it's a, uh, frustrating but that's the way of the world it is yeah i mean we are just kind of heading into summer now aren't we so although the weather doesn't feel like it it is supposed to be getting warmer especially going into festival season obviously that you guys get so well you have events all year round don't you but in particular you do quite a few summer events and, and kind of get more of a festival vibe going and, and obviously we've kind of lost that for this year yeah it's weird because uh, i think kind of the last few holdouts have gone reading and leeds went yesterday or the day before um, slam dunk that was moved back to September has gone uh, as of today. It's 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 a very bizarre world that we're living in, where there's not going to probably be any festivals in the UK at all this year, um, and that that obviously has a knock on effect for venues and just for, for the local music scene because you know you've got all these small bands working really really hard to get you know early slots on these big big festivals, um, and you know that's going to be deferred a year, and everyone's going to be trying to get on next year because no one's played in so long. It's going to be a and that's if we're in our festivals next year. So it's you know it's it's an interesting time, but it's uh, it's, it's a worrying time for, for you know the local scene, the scene in general, and just the world. So it's uh, fun, fun and games. I'm trying. I should be cheery. 
<laughs> that's very true. We need some positivity, don't we? Um, for, for people who've not been uh, been down to Cheese and Grain, can, can you kind of uh, explain it? Because it, it is a unique venue it, as far as unique venues go. It, it's got its own particular vibe about it, hasn't it? Yeah, I, I mean, we're a not-for-profit social enterprise operating as a charity. I have to like, I've had that, that, had that like line ingrained into my head uh, by my director. It's like, this is what we are. Stop, you know, because I used to misquote it so badly. Uh, which means, so we're kind, we're kind of more community-based than a lot of venues because we have, you know, charitable objectives, which is to improve the cultural surroundings of the local area. And as a not-for-profit, we're not looking to make money. We invest whatever we make back into the, um, into the venue. But so we're an 850 capacity music venue um, and we've got 150 bar capacity bar venue to go alongside it um and we also do lots of weird community things from kids roller disco to you know farmers markets to everything in between so we're a music venue and we're up we've got a recording studio and we're, we're a lot of things um it's, it's a lot of fun and if you haven't been to the g's and grain i would actively encourage you to come down whenever we're allowed to reopen did you want to take over the interview now since you're here well, uh, I don't take it over per se. I'm just going to say, Rob, how's it going? How, how's 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 this whole situation treating you? Oh, I mean, it's personally, you know, it's fine. There's a lot of worse things happening in the world to to people. I can't, I shouldn't be moaning. You know, I get to spend more time with my beautiful wife in my in my new house. So it's uh, on on that side, it's good. But from you know a professional side, it's horrible, and from a you know world side, it's even worse. But um, I think, I think everyone's just kind of anxious and kind of, you know, you, you, you're a promoter, you work in the music industry. You're not used to not having to, to having this much time off or any time off. So No, um, I'm finding it really weird to, because I'm struggling to think, when can I start again? Mm. Uh, so, um, I was chatting to you a couple of days ago, we we're talking about events that you've got later in the year. And at what point do we, you know, are you cancelling stuffing segments? Because it's like, we might be a go again in September, although it's highly unlikely we've got stuff in still at my venue for August. It's like, that's absolutely not going to happen, but we haven't been told yet. It's officially. Well, that's the thing that I think the minute that you can put on gigs, gigs are going to sell ridiculously well. And if you postpone, like we still have a few bits in August as well, because I think if you postpone them and they can happen, you've, you've kind of, you've let people down by doing that. I think it's kind of more, you know, this is changing on a daily basis. And let's be honest, no one knows what's going to happen. So, you know, everything's the best guess but i think the minute the gigs can go on tickets are going to fly out to everything and because people, people are going to want to get out and if you know people go oh what gigs have you got on in august because you're allowed out now and you go, yeah. um, got some great shows in september <laughs> yeah i cancelled them <laughs> yeah yeah so you, you, you tend to get quite a few big names on um down at the cheese and grin don't you what what are the kind of the biggest shows um, or the most anticipated shows that you've had to get rid of so far this year uh, we had a sold-out Leveller show, which was, you know, sad to get rid of. Um, we've had, uh, what else did we have? We had the Jewelers, really great band. Um, the wonderful Martin Kemp as well, by the way. So, <laughs> um, what else do we, oh, from the Jam, uh, you know, ex, ex-Jam guys. Um, the Wurzels, the, you know, the Somerset Legends. Talk about local music scene. They yeah, are, right. You know, That's like a dream booking. But they are like the OGs of the local music scene. Um, Damn right. I, I'm probably, I'm forgetting, oh, sold out Joe Wiley concert. Um, of course, there, yeah. There, there's so many, and there was like so many we've had lined up and hadn't yet announced. Oh, and Airborne. Um, yeah. They're coming over to Australia. That's gone, and you know, they might never come back because they're Australian, and you know, who knows when we're going to let people back in the country. <laughs> That's true. Um, it, it's, it's a lot of hard work gone down, the, you know, it's, 
six months of work gone down the drain like that but it's true for everyone um the only good thing you know talking to a lot of promoters including kieran is when you come back you're gonna have so many gigs lined up you're gonna have such a solid solid base of you know we've got like 200 gigs to fit into 200 days (laughs) it's gonna be mad with the restarts it is going to be like that, isn't it? I, I, and part of me like is excited by you know what will be this kind of avalanche of it, like cool stuff. But at the same time, I think there's only so much audience, only so much can go round, and potentially a lot of this audience are going to have been on eighty percent wages for three, four, five months, so they might not have enough money to spend as well. So I'm a bit conscious about how well, much. It's, it's, too much. It's co- yeah, it's going to go. I think it's going to go back and forth a bit because you've got you know people on eighty percent wages and the money worries, but at the same time, no one can do anything. So I think there's going to be a massive desire that people, the last thing people are going to want to do is be inside. Um, yeah. And obviously I, the, other, the other thing about the 80% I'm finding is, you know, it sucks. But at the same time, I'm spending a lot less money on going out and stuff. So I was about to say that actually, I've spent literally nothing on fuel, not top my car up yet. <laughs> so it's like, I've made, saved a fortune on that. <laughs> Well, well, I suppose one of the things about the cheese and grain is, as you said, Robert, it's not just a music venue and you've got a few different, a couple of different rooms to play with. Um, but, but also the fact that you're more of a community hub and you do like daytime things as well. It, does that kind of give you a bit more of a, um, it's difficult to know when, when we start to ease, but could, could you see kind of part of the cheese and grain opening or parts of the, the venue coming online before the other bits? Well, the, the difficult thing, and I mean, obviously, you know, this is something that's going on in your head all the time is because we also, we work with a lot of what would be high risk elements. It's, it's going to be quite, I think the opening is going to be very deliberate. And, you know, a lot of the stuff that we do is obviously not for profit and by not for profit means we're spending money on it. So if you don't have that profitability element of it, it's going to be a hard balancing act to just to get between the two that, you know, you obviously we want to be there for the community because that's our job. Um, so it's, 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 you know, it's, all, it's always at the you know, forefront of our mind to get that out there and reach those elements of the community like we're supposed to. Um, but at the same time in opening, we don't want to be putting them at risk and we, you know, don't want to be putting the venue at risk by doing it. Um, so like, like with everyone, it's, it's going to be, you know, you, you kind of, you keep thinking when we first went into lockdown, it was like, oh, this is going to be two weeks. It'll be fine. We'll be out. And then we're like, oh, it's going to be till the end of, you know, April maybe. And now here we are in May going. Do, do you think due to the size, your sheer size, and you have good access and exit from your venue, you could potentially run events on really low capacity, say 50 people? You could do. Well, you could do, but one would, you know, would you, the gigs lose their atmosphere? Would you know? Would would yeah. artists want to play to an eight fifty capacity room with fifty yeah. people, based out all over the place? It's sure. Well, I think in places like America and certain places in Europe, they're doing twenty five percent capacity, aren't they? Right. Yeah. That's yeah. For, for you know, for it, um, which which would be interesting. And the only good thing about us being so far behind everyone is we can kind of copy everyone else's homework. Yes. Go, yeah. Of course them and you know what ha- hasn't worked for them and then may- maybe take it from there because you know the, the uk isn't uh, the only place which has great music venues that are, you know struggling right now and i uh, you know highlight yeah. that because you kind of live in this bubble when you're in the local music scene where you kind of worry about what what's on your front door um and i think that was really good frank turner with his uh, venues thing he did did yeah. one for a club in germany yeah and you kind of go, oh, of course there's other places you know that kind of need need help <laughs> as well 
Um, but at the same time, it's also really important to kind of follow, I think, what other places do, and then you can kind of copy them and go, because Germany might try it, or America, I think in Florida, they're doing things with 25% capacity. And if it doesn't work there, then you go, well, actually, maybe not. And Yeah, yeah, that's true. This whole thing coming out about, you know, when you have gigs, you can't mosh, you can't, you know, stand in front or anything. Yeah. So it's like, well, that's great in principle, but it, policing these things are going to be completely impossible. Yeah. But I'm, I'm finding with Music Venue Trust and the work that they're doing that I've never felt so more in the loop with other venues than before. There's so much conversation happening. And now, you know, people have added me on Facebook and friends of lots of other venue owners that I previously weren't. And it's actually it's kind of brought us as a community together a bit better, I would say. And you were going back to what you were just saying then. If the lockdown is then released slowly, we might well be the fact that we all do the same thing at the same time. So it's not different people doing different things. And there is this unified approach, perhaps. That would be good. It all would be one. I mean, the venues trust, you can't speak highly or more highly of them, you know. They're, they're a wonderful, wonderful organisation. And, the, you know, the work that they do there is, you know, between Mark Bevan and the whole team yeah. is ridiculous. Yeah. And the, the fact that, you know, Mark runs a venue as well and finds the time to do all this, it's, I, I, you know... I, I how does he do it? <laughs> I struggle to find, you know to contemplate how I could do it for a day, what he does. For people who, who want to make, make a note of the venue, haven't been there before, what, what, what's the best way of keeping tabs on you? I would say, you know, follow us on Facebook, follow us on Instagram, follow us on Twitter, go to cheesyrain.com um, and sign up to our mailing list and, you know, keep track of it. I would say, you know, I want you to follow the Cheese and Grain, but obviously keep track of all the local venues. They're all brilliant in this area. Um, and, you know, everyone caters for pretty much everything here. So it would be, be good to just support local music all over, but especially the cheese and grain. But, you know. <laughs> well, uh, I know Rob occasionally, I know what he has done in the past. He's got, um, like, he's linked up an Xbox to, to, the, to the giant screen they've got there. And they've just done, like, Mario Kart, but on, like, a six-metre by sort of four-metre-wide screen. <laughs> giant computer gaming i'm pretty sure that's all he's doing really <laughs> whatever he says it's not true he's just playing computer games down there like a ryan <laughs> um Karen, are you playing with your, with your new tech today you said you were going to plug your interface in i was going to plug my interface in and then um just before this all kicked off my daughter had a tantrum and i didn't get a chance to get it out of the box. What I'm hoping to do is go back into recording all my shows because um, I used to record all the gigs and as like the technology on the laptops increased and advanced, my old analog desk, I couldn't plug it in anymore. So it didn't become compatible. So there was a, there was a period of like, I don't know what year it was, a few years ago now, 2010 to 2014, for example, I don't know whatever it was. I recorded a whole bunch of shows. Um, and in fact, we've just stuck one of those live shows actually up on our band camp by a chap called Mark McCabe. So we've now got a five or six song set from Mark McCabe on our band camp um, and the money can be, any money, money raised from it is going to go to MVT to support MVT. What we're hoping to do over the next few weeks is release a whole bunch more of these audios, of these live shows from other people like Chris TT, um, Tellison, Mr. B, Simon Reimer, and a few, a whole, Dave McPherson, a whole bunch of others that are out there. Hopefully raise a little bit of money for, for Music Venues Trust. So. Cool. I wasn't planning on, on bigging that up, John, but there it is. There we go. Uh, for those who aren't familiar with Music Venues Trust, just watch back a couple of our shows. Um, the, the last couple of guests um, have, uh, have chatted about it. Yeah. Time for another track, I think, Kieran. Over to you. Right. This time, I have picked uh, your codename is Milo Track, going back to the fact that they're doing an NVT show for the Clooney in Newcastle. 
And we're going to start with their first uh, single video called All Roads Lead to Fault, which um, is quite a good name because that's what the name of my festival was at the Cheese and Grain, was called All Roads Lead to Froom. Uh, so nice little link there. But um, that was, yeah, uh, so, that, so this is going to be, your code name is Milo, uh, All Roads Lead to Fault. Cool. Do you know, whenever I'm going to say Froom, I do have to slow down <coughs> and just remember the pronunciation and get it correct. And then the way I remember it in my brain is that it's Froom, 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 Shake the Room. <laughs> froom, 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 Shake the Room, Dave McPherson. <laughs> which which <laughs> Dave McPherson sung one time. I did, didn't Rob Lear do it as well, I think. But I, <laughs> I hope he did. He hope he did. He's a great guy as well. Um, I, I don't specifically remember, but you might well have done. Yeah. But that, that's I how I remember it. It's always got to be Froom. It's got to be Froom. Actually, John, I've got a last little bit of interesting news. Um, this is sort of breaking news, as it were. Um, but just this week or last week, I've been added to the committee of the Village Pump in Trowbridge. So I'm now an official committee member. Um, and for anybody out there who knows and loves the Village Pump, it's run by a very small group of people who've been into their folk for many, many years. Uh, Rosie and a few others. 
um, and heat and that. And they've been doing it so long, they're looking for fresh blood. And I happen to stand up and say, look, I'd love to be involved. I'd love to help with the bookings, etc." Um, and so I've been added to the committee and there's stuff happening behind the scenes that hopefully in the next coming weeks, as clarity has come through, we, what, we, what I'm going to hopefully try and achieve, I'll be able to share it with you. It's all terribly exciting. It's going to be an exciting year for you, isn't it? If that all goes ahead. 2021 is going to be amazing. Yeah. <laughs> 2020 is going to be rubbish. Yeah, just, just thinking about gigs that are happening at the minute. So this week I was uh, due to go see Aaron, Res- Aaron West and the Roaring Twenties. I was supposed to be playing at the Fleet in Bristol. They've reorganised for the end of August. And I don't know if, if even that's going to happen. I don't think it is. Reading, Reading Festival has just been cancelled, hasn't it? This um, last week, they, they've pulled Reading Festival. And that's the last weekend in August. So if that's going... that's um, around the same time, isn't it? Yeah, Yeah, it is, yeah. So it's the bank holiday weekend. So if that's going, I can't see other venues going ahead. Yeah. Well, since we can't get out and about, we're just going to keep doing this podcast. Yes, and, absolutely. And music to you that way. Absolutely. Every week until yeah. this is all finished. And probably as, as it continues as well. I'm hoping so, yeah. yeah. It, it's, it's nice to have a catch-up once a week, isn't it? It's brilliant. It's, it's really helpful for me, really cathartic, and it's a way, and it's another platform of talking about stuff and getting all those thoughts in your head out so that you don't have to write blogs constantly. And you do <laughs> so, have a lot of thoughts in your head. So. I've got a lot of thoughts in my head. <laughs> to get them out. Um, <laughs> for any uh, local musicians who um, want to share a bit of news or any events or any videos they want to, uh, to feature, the email address is sheerisolation at gmail.com. So send that. Uh, any details you've got over to us. More the merrier. Do get in touch with us, please. Indeed, indeed. Right, I think we've got ourselves another podcast there. So um, thank you to everybody who's <laughs> continuing to listen and give us nice feedback. It is lovely to hear. Or Clark Kent, Superman. Clark Kent, Superman. Clark Kent, Superman. How could they not tell? It was just a pair of glasses. <laughs> and and uh, kind of the, the Lycra suit as well. Oh yeah, that, oh yeah, of course. The suit and yeah, and the micro pants. It wasn't just the glasses, was it? <laughs> it wasn't just the glasses. <laughs> That'd be crazy. Unfortunately, if I rip this off, I don't have a lycra suit underneath. So Well that's what you're saying. I'm just getting that middle-aged spread where I'm no longer a posty. Right, John. Right, that's, yes. We should leave it there. Got it in the can. It has been lovely as always. Speak to you all next week. Always a pleasure, never a chore. Ciao. See you later. Bye.